Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll tell you, as I look upon the world stage, make no mistake about it. We're not the only ones saying it. Theologians are saying it. Bishop and I have talked about it. We're closer than we've ever been. And we may sound like a broken record. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, stand. Thank you, Lord. The interpretation of that was simply what I was about to say, and I know that was God. Say, so we sound like a broken record. Stand with me, if you will, for a moment. We're going to read the Word of God, and we'll share with you. But listen, there is an urgency, and there's always been an urgency. But now more than ever before, as we approach the coming of the Lord, it's time to make a decision. Each and every man, woman, boy, and girl who has been exposed to and has heard the gospel message of hope. I'm sharing with a, a young lady this morning before the service. We were talking about God and we were talking about the end time and I told her I said listen I said I want you to understand something I said there are going to be people that tell you all kind of things but you need to get in this Bible and read it for yourself you need to get around people that know the Lord people that are serving the Lord don't take your information from somebody who's half-heartedly serving God amen get your information from God give God praise don't get your information from people that are living for the world. Don't ask them about God. They don't know about God. Ask somebody who's been in his presence, who's living for him, who's been washed in the blood of the Lamb, who's doing everything in their power, trusting in God for the rest to make this journey together. These are the ones you want to surround yourself with. These are the ones you want to pour into your life. These are the ones you want to help you find your way as you seek the Lord. Turn with me to the book of Romans chapter 6. As we turn there, I want to read a verse of Scripture, a couple of verses of Scripture found there. And as I said, we sound like a broken record, but oh, there are those that are watching by social media today that need to hear this as well. And I, I can tell you, I just love the Word of God. I don't care what the message is, whatever God wants to send, I'm ready for it. I don't care if it's for lost people, I'm ready for it. Amen. I may be saved, but I'd I love to hear it again. The good message of God's gospel, His grace toward humanity. But in Romans chapter 6, uh, verses 1 through 4, I want to share these scriptures here, and then I want us to turn to 1 John for three scriptures verses found there. Romans said, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized unto Christ were baptized 
into his death. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. In 1 John chapter 2, there are three verses of Scripture I want to read to go along with this message in, in, in this passage today. Beginning with verse 3 of 1 John chapter 2, the Bible said, Now by this we know that we know Him. How many want to know that you know Him? Amen. I don't want to just come to church. I don't want to just uh, just look religious. I want to know that I know him. If we keep his commandments, he who says I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. I want you to hold on to this verse here this morning. He who says he abides in him ought to also walk as he walked. He who says he abides in him ought to also walk as he walked. I want to preach from this thought this morning. The pattern of Christ, the hallmark of a Christian. The pattern of Christ, the hallmark of a Christian. Father, we ask you to add your blessing to the reading of your word that you would hide your servant behind the cross of Calvary. Fathers, you've already spoken to, to hearts and lives who need to make a decision today within their soul to accept the grace of that you gave on the cross of Calvary into their life to repent of their sins and to turn now toward you and allow you to uh, uh, just to wash their sins away and then be born again through the regeneration by the blood of Jesus and sanctified from the old life unto the new life in which you have called them to, baptized in the Holy Ghost. Father, even, Lord, as you are changing and transforming those who fully surrender to you. In the name of Jesus, we pray, and we ask you, Lord, to have your way in this house. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen and amen. Look at somebody around you and say, keep on walking for Jesus. As I begin to seek the Lord and, and pray and ask for his guidance for the message this morning, um, I was carried to Romans chapter 6, which is one of the verses that I just kind of want to build uh, upon today, found in 1 John, but I want to look into uh, Romans chapter 6 again as we look into the message today. There are five things I want to share with you in just a few moments. Uh, but in Romans, Paul said, uh, uh, we should not continue in sin that grace can abound. How many thank God for the grace of God today? Uh, we are grateful for his grace that he gave us on the cross. We're grateful for the grace that he still uh, gives us in our everyday journey, amen, through the precious shed blood of Jesus Christ and then in the strength of his grace in times of certain trials and certain tribulations where we find ourselves needing the power of God to keep us through it all. But Paul was dealing with the people in this particular verse uh, who had literally found themselves living loosely again and living in such a way uh, that they were taking for granted the grace of God uh, and become complacent in what their call was all about unto salvation. I want to say today that uh, uh, it's a joy being a Christian. Amen. I want to tell you there's nothing sad about being a child of God. There's nothing boring about 
being a child of God. Uh, I find great excitement, great peace, and great fun, amen, in knowing that I'm a child of God and allowing him to guide me into paths uh, of refreshing. Uh, in saying that, I want us to realize that in the grace of God, we find that God has not called us to a life of consistent and willing sin. Amen. Uh, we today need to understand that God is not calling us to a place in where we as Christians uh, can say, well, I'll just go ahead and do it and God will forgive me for it later. Uh, it's not that God has called us to this mindset, but he's called us to a higher place. He's called us to the plumb line of salvation through Jesus Christ, the foundation of it all. In other words, there, and we'll talk about it in a few minutes, there is a transformation that has taken place, and then there is a new direction that we must follow. We find uh, as Paul began to tell them uh, that when we gave our life to the Lord, we died with him and were buried with him uh, and then we rose again unto newness uh, of life. We'll talk about that in a minute. Somebody know what I'm talking about. Have you been to the cross? Have you been to the place uh, where you have experienced this wonderful grace today? We'll talk about that in a minute. But God has called us to a pattern uh, that we must follow, and that pattern is after Christ. This is the hallmark of the Christian. And as we look into 1 John chapter 2, we see that the Word declares unto us that we can measure according to the plumb line of where Christ's pattern is and how we know that we know him. And he says these things. He said, if if we keep his commandments. In other words, he calls us to a pattern in which we must walk that speaks in this, uh, in this fashion. He said, whoever keeps the word truly loves God and is perfected in him. By this we know that we're in him, for he who abides in him ought also himself to walk as he walked. I want to tell you the hallmark of a Christian should be seen in the life of a Christian as we follow the pattern of Christ today. And as we look into the first point that God had placed within my spirit, I think it's a very powerful, powerful thought. When we look at the hallmark of a Christian, we think about the fact that they must have been to the cross at some point in their life. They must have surrendered their life to the Lord at some point place within their journey. Number one, they have a testimony of the new birth. How many's got a testimony of what God did for you? Amen. At the cross and the cross where I first saw the light and the burden of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith. I received my sight and now I'm happy all the day. First and foremost, the great greatest heart, uh, hallmark of a Christian is the foundation of truth in which they have found salvation through Jesus Christ. In Acts chapter 8, the Bible speaks of an Ethiopian eunuch that had gone to Jerusalem, and the word said he had gone to worship. He was under the command and the authority of Candace, the queen of Ethiopia. And while he was making his journey back, the Lord knew where he was going, knew where he was at, and knew what he was doing. He he was reading the book of Isaiah. And as he was reading the book of Isaiah, God had a man by the name of Philip in which he was going to connect with this Ethiopian eunuch in order to help him understand what he was reading. And so the word said as the Ethiopian eunuch was making his journey from Jerusalem down the Gaza, back toward Gaza, down the road to Gaza, the Bible said Philip showed up there. He made 
ahead and, and begin to attach himself to the chariot where this man was reading the book of Isaiah. How many knows that God knows how to get to you and he knows how to get your attention and he knows how to shine the light of his truth into your life. And he sent Philip there and Philip began to, to share with him concerning the gospel message of Jesus Christ and helped him to understand the hope that he had. There have been many generations today that continue to preach sometimes even when it feels like they're preaching to a wall. But you must understand the gospel message is able to break through the hardest of places. It is able to break through the most confusing of minds and shine into the very soul of a person that they might be able to, to reach up and to take God and the gospel and be delivered, hallelujah, by the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Somebody ought to hear what I'm saying. I'm not lost. I hadn't lost my mind, but I'm telling you today that as he was sharing the gospel message to this Ethiopian eunuch, there was something about to transpire in his life. He was about to have a born-again experience. If we say we're children of God, the hallmark of that is that we have a story to tell. We have a, I come to tell somebody, you got a story to tell, and you ought to be telling it. Tell somebody what Jesus did for you. Tell somebody how the Lord brought you in by his marvelous grace. Look at somebody around you if you're saved and say, I'm saved and I'm proud of it. I'm saved, amen, and I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation. I want to tell you this Ethiopian eunuch, he had a story to tell. When it was all said and done after Philip had baptized him, the word said Philip was translated, amen, and carried away, but the Ethiopian eunuch, he walked away that day with joy in his heart. He finally understood and he had experienced a new birth. I believe he went and told somebody, let me tell you what God has done for me. I believe there was in his life the historic memory of the time when his life changed forever and his life amen would never be the same again. I want to tell you today the hallmark of a Christian is you've had a meeting with Jesus and he's born and you've been born again and you'll never be the same again amen to God and you've got a story in history to tell I'm 49 years old and I still remember I still remember the day the Lord saved me hallelujah some of you know what I'm talking about it's as fresh in my spirit as it was back then I was thinking the other day thank God for memory. Thank God for reminding me of how real it was. Amen. I came down a sinner but I rose up a child of God today. Somebody give him glory. Hallelujah. The hallmark of a Christian is that they have been born again. They have experienced amen a new birth. I don't believe this Ethiopian ever forgot about it. I believe the rest of his life, he remembered the grace of God in that day. I don't believe he ever forgot Philip. I don't believe he ever forgot that water hole. How many has ever been saved? You forgot, amen, the water hole. And you forgot how the Holy Spirit moved upon your heart and how you felt the burdens lifted as you surrendered yourself to God. That's something so dynamic you'll never forget it, amen. And then secondly, not only do they have a new birth, but they have an old life. Amen. What does that mean? That means simply this. It may have been washed in the blood. It may have been covered. You may have been born into the kingdom of God. But you still have an old life. You have an old man. And that old man tries to resurrect himself at times within your life. People look at you and they may see 
and hear of your testimony, but they remember some of the things and some of the ways that you held to as an old man. Come on, somebody. I met people in my life, and we would talk about it, and they would say, well, I don't know how they can be saved because I, I know what they used to do, and I know how they used to be. And then I've met others that said, well, I know they're saved because uh, they don't do the things they used to do anymore, but they still have an old life. And then you've got Satan, the accuser of the brethren, coming to remind you of your past life and try to tell you how unworthy you are and try to make you feel guilty, amen, and make you feel so uh, unworthy in the presence of God by reminding you of the old man you used to be. I want to tell you everybody up in this building's got a past. Everybody up in this building has an old man that the enemy sometimes reminds you of who you used to be. But don't let his lies convince you, hallelujah to God, that that old man has to win over the new man. Glory to God, we have been buried in our sin and raised to the hope of the grace of God. How many remember some of the failures of your past? I remember, sometimes vividly. How many remember the times when you failed God in your old man and you were ashamed of it? And how many knows what it means to have the enemy just put that all up in your face? How many knows what it means to have people sometimes put that all up in your face? Oh, but I want to tell you, thank God today that when you know Jesus Christ is Savior, the memories still may be there. The accusations still may be there, but it can't cross the bloodline. Come on, somebody. There's something that happens in the concept of the hallmark of a Christian in the midst of this particular example I want to talk about briefly with Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, the Bible said, had a meeting with the Lord as he climbed up in a tree in Luke chapter 19, wanting to see this Jesus that was coming by. He'd heard so much about. And as he climbed up in that tree, the word said Jesus passed by. And he looked up and he said, Zacchaeus, come down. For today I'm going to your house. As he said that, those that knew Zacchaeus looked at him and they said these words. They said, he's going to be a guest with a man that's a sinner. This insinuates from the mindset of people that Zacchaeus wasn't worthy of the grace of God through Jesus Christ that would bring salvation. This also speaks to the fact that there were people that were more concerned and more connected to who he was than who Christ could make him to be. Mm, come on now, somebody. How often, if we're not careful, will we sit back and judge somebody based on who they are now instead of looking to the grace that is able to turn their life around? How often will we become religious zealots, amen, that pharmaceutically will stand in the presence of people whom Jesus is trying to connect with, and if we're not careful, we'll be looking at them as sinners, and Christ is looking at them as an opportunity, amen, for his grace to come into their life, Preacher, what are you talking about? I'm talking about the fact that there, if we're not careful, is a world full of people that would like to tell you everything wrong you did and everything that makes you unworthy, but they don't like to talk about the one who is able by the grace of his glory and truth to bring into your life that and that alone, which can turn it around in the life of a sinner. You say, well, preacher, when I go, go ahead and give him praise. I come 
freedom to preach. I don't care how quiet it is. This is the truth. How often do we recognize the world that we're living in that always likes to speak to the sin and to the brokenness of humanity? We'll look up in that proverbial tree, amen, and rather than see a life that God can change, we see a person who has hurt me, a person who has lived in vulgar sin, and we see no hope for I want to tell somebody today, everybody's got a past, and you may not want nobody to know all about your past, but thank God you found the Lord, and you got it under the blood, and even though nobody else may know about it, Satan knows about it, amen, and he reminds you of it daily, so why you're shouting on Sunday morning about how God delivered you from your old life, how about have enough faith to believe God can set anybody free? He wasn't going to find people who had only broken certain laws or, or sinned upon immoral certain acts. He was looking for somebody who was looking for him. Amen. Zacchaeus was looking. You don't know how the sinner man may be looking and searching and seeking for Jesus. And yeah, they got a past. And so do the Christians. And we do more good ministering to the sinner by reminding them that we had a past too. There was an old man before we met Jesus. Hallelujah to God. There was an old man. But because I met him, let me tell you what the Lord can do for your old life. He can wash your sins away. He can bring you into the kingdom by the power of his grace through regeneration and sanctification from the old man to the new man and then fill you with the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. It doesn't mean you don't have an old life and an old past. It just means step number three, the hallmark of a Christian is that you have a new life. I'm not the same person I used to be. I don't walk the same way I used to walk. I don't talk the same way I used to talk. For I, he may have met the one who by grace through faith has saved me and he has changed my heart. When I got up that day, I didn't want to be the man I was. I didn't want to be the woman I was anymore. I had a new view of life. I felt like a new person. Amen. God had gave me a desire for the righteousness of God and to have a desire to live holy. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17, the word said, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Behold, the old things are passed away and behold, all things have become new. When I became a child of God, yes, my past, amen, man was still there in the minds of the enemy and in the minds of people who knew me. And even today, it's kept on record in computer. Come on, somebody. Give God praise if you want. But I have a new life. That means when I get saved, that I've got to take a new direction. I've got to take a path that is patterned of Christ. This is the hallmark of a Christian. For I am bought with a price. I am not any longer my own. Therefore, I must glorify God in my flesh, hallelujah, in my spirit. Everything I do must glorify God, for it belongs to him. 
And in this new life, glory to God, there are challenges. Paul didn't say that we must not sin at all, although that is the goal. We have a plumb line. We live life in such a way by faith and desire to be like Christ that we are not going out to purposely sin. But if we sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. In other words, amen to God, we set out daily through prayer and faith to say, dear God, today, thank you, brother. Brother sent me a text every Sunday morning, and I appreciate that to remind me to get a rag. And I forgot it. So I'll take that I told you so. I appreciate that text and still walked out without it. But we are to live a life in which we set out to do things that please God, not set out to, to do sinful things that work through the temptation of, of the flesh to create an agenda, amen, for our life that carries us on a journey that is not the journey God would have us be on. He was letting them know that grace is there if we need grace. But for the child of God, we do not sin so that grace can abound. Amen. Y'all with me? I know I'm boring some of you, but I'm just going to preach the truth anyway. We don't continue in sin. We pattern after Christ. In other words, Paul was saying that we have been raised in newness of life and that we are to understand the power of the grace of God that happened on the cross of Calvary that washed our sins away. God didn't save us to continue in sin. He saved us to wipe away our sin and to give us a new life in which we, by his grace, can find the hope to live the way that God has called us to live. Amen. In other words, preacher, what do you say? Well, if I sin, I have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Amen. He's made a way even after my salvation. The hallmark of a Christian is this. I may be praising God and walking in the direction God's called me to, but if I sin, thank God he don't throw me away. Amen. Thank God today if I fall short, Glory to God, there's grace for every need. Here's a song I love to sing. We grew up singing, I say grew up singing in the Pentecostal church. Said there's joy divine that is ever mine since the Lord has forgiven me. But I work and sing for my blessed king. By his grace I've been set free. Oh, there is grace for every need, not just for the need of salvation, but for the need when you as a child of God, the hallmark of God's children are walking along. And if you fail and if you slip, while there are those around you that will point their finger at you and the enemy will, will try to expose it and, and, and try to magnify it, don't you ever forget that the same God that saved you has the same grace to cover you and pick you back up. He been in your life. We walk in the newness of life by the grace of God and by his provision today. And we must never forget that. Many people have backslid on God because they listen to the enemy. The moment they failed, they said, I can't do this. Y'all know what I'm talking about? It's just too hard. I like what my brother put on the board. Y'all need to read that on the sign out there if you hadn't already. How many's read it? One, two, three. Brother Zeb, we need to do something. We need to raise money to put an electric sign up there, something that's just flashy. Y'all need to see this. Faith is not going to be easy, right? God said, have faith. He didn't say the work was going to be easy. We still got to work. We still got to labor. It's not always easy. The journey is not always easy. 
But I want to tell you today that, that the enemy would do everything in his power to try to discourage you and say, well, you know, you failed, so, so you can't, you know, you just can't do this too hard. I want to tell you it is hard. Some days are harder than others. Oh, glory to God. But then there are times when he leads us by the still waters for the refreshing glory of God. But when it gets hard, that's when you got to quit letting the enemy think it's about your power. It's not about your power. It's about the power of his grace. Amen. If it was that easy, then your power could handle it. It's about the power of God's grace. In other words, when I fall and I, I realize the enemy and people are trying to, to, to convince me that I'm not worthy, you look a devil dead in the eye and say, no, I'm not. But he didn't call me because I was worthy. He called me because he loved me in my sin. I got to say that again because somebody needs to hear this. I, I got another two hours. I'm just picking. We have an old life. But the hallmark of a Christian it's a fact that we've been saved by his grace. I don't mean, my, my wife didn't know me before I got saved. Some of y'all in here didn't. But I know some people that knew me before I got saved. Hadn't been around them in a long time. But I'm sure they could make a list. Come on, somebody. But when Brett was backslid on the Lord... Some of the things Brett did. Some of the things. And I'm telling you something that my wife right here with me, after I got saved, she knew me uh, while I was saved. And, and, and never, but she can also make you a list of the times when Brett was going along and he stumbled and failed. Bless God, we need to get another pastor now. This one ain't perfect. <laughs> you know, we just need to hook up with somebody who, <laughs> you know, <laughs> The truth of the matter is everybody's got things in their closet that they need to drag to the cross. And so what I'm saying is this. She knows that there are times when I, and there are times when she knew that I was letting the enemy beat me up and I was letting the enemy take me to a place to where it was just hard for me to get out of that. And she'd come along. She said, dear God, don't let the devil, don't let the devil do you like that. You child of God. I didn't lose my salvation in one moment. I was still a child of God. I just had to be reminded, amen, number one, that I was still a child of God. And number two, his truth is greater than every lie the devil's ever told. His grace is bigger than any sin that you could ever stumble into. I had to recognize that. It's all coming together. Some of y'all got to wonder where's he going, but it's coming together. I ain't lost. I'm telling you, today I had to get to a place to where I realized that I was either going to trust God or I was going to trust the enemy and trust the lies and trust what everybody was saying. I don't care. Amen. Whether you really, really understand what I'm, I'm saying right now unless you really really need it I come by to tell somebody amen the hallmark of a Christian is not that they have become perfect like Christ was it has become the fact that they become perfect through Christ and what he did amen give him praise and what he continued to do don't let the devil cause you to backslide believing lies the hallmark of a Christian doesn't mean that you don't have a past, that you don't have an old life, that you don't have an old man. It means, amen, that the old man is dead and you're in the new man in Christ Jesus. Luke chapter 19, verse 9 and 10, back to Zacchaeus for a moment. As Christ was there ministering to him in his home, the word said Jesus came to him and said to him, Today salvation has come to your house for as much as he also is a son of Abraham. For the son of man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Let me tell you what the church is, is about. It's a not, 
not about finding the highest tithe payers and those who have degrees and working, amen, with professional jobs who look like they got it all together on the outside. It's about the sinner. Come on, somebody. It don't matter whether you're rich or poor. It don't matter what, what your past is and what your culture is. Jesus came as, as, as Mason and Peyton were singing a while ago. He came. He meant to God to move everything out of the way so he could uh, allow the truth to shine into your life so that you may have that opportunity to decide for yourself whether you want to choose that new life. Anna Grace, come on to the keyboard, please. They have a new direction. Have an old life. But now we're new creatures in Christ. We have a new life. And now we have a new direction. What is that new direction? Well, first of all, be reminded for the child of God you're saved. Through regeneration, you've been sanctified, set apart, second work of grace. Bishop's talking about it, preaching about it, teaching about it on Sunday night for a few weeks. If you want to know more about that, I don't have time to get into all of it. Come on out tonight. Process. New direction. He's guiding me. While he's guiding me, he's working some things out within me, some old mindsets, some old habits or things that maybe uh, that, that, that I'm, I'm kind of struggling with. And, and I'm going after him, and I'm, I'm allowing him to sanctify me as I seek his face. And, and then, glory to God, uh, I'm finding the direction that he would have me to go, and I'm growing as I remain connected to him, as I keep my eyes on him, I'm growing in the nurture and admonition of the Lord uh, through salvation, sanctification. And then I'm, I'm, I become a candidate for the baptism of the Holy Ghost, which is a place where literally in my soul I have surrendered all and, and I've allowed what he's done through sanctification, amen, to do that work in me. And I just say, Lord, amen, I'm ready as a vessel for you. It's a gift that you desire to give to your people, amen, to God. And, and Lord, I surrender all. I, I want the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you continue you on your journey. Just because you're saved, sanctified, and Holy Ghost filled still does not mean that there's not an old man. Still does not mean amen, that you're not walking in newness of life. It still does not mean that you will not need God's grace at times if you fail Him. It doesn't mean that. But what it does mean is that you're walking in a new direction. How many want to walk in God's way? Come on, somebody. How many want your children to walk in God's way? How many want your grandchildren to walk in God's way? Well, let me tell you, this thing ain't just about you. It ain't just about me. It's about these others that are lost, our children, our grandchildren that may be lost. It's about our families, friends, people that we have regular contact with that we can set the example as a pattern for Christ, which is the hallmark of a Christian, which means simply this. If we fail... We have an advocate with the Father. There's grace for every need. But we should never, ever stop living with passionate desire by the Spirit of God and by His grace in the direction of righteousness and holiness in which He's called us to live. Stand with me, if you will, please. Okay, lastly, we had the foundation of salvation, then we had the old man, then we had the new life, and then we had a new direction, the hallmark of a Christian. And then let me go ahead and tell you the last one, which is soon to come, is that they have a heavenly home. 
This world is not my home. I'm only passing by. Just hold, hold right there. You can start back just a second. My treasures and my hope are all up in the sky. Hallmark of a Christian is they laid up treasures in heaven where neither rust nor moth doth corrupt, where the thieves do not break in and steal. In John 14, 1 through 3, Jesus said, Let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. To the sinner who's looking for the faults, to the Satan who cannot stand the blood of Jesus. Go ahead. I mess her up sometimes. I don't mean to. I get excited. But to those who want to see how rough your walk was and point out all your rough edges and point out all your, 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 your times when you failed God in, in your journey, you need to remind, remind the enemy, amen, it may have been rough, but I put my trust where it belonged in Jesus Christ and I found grace for every need and I kept my eyes on him and I didn't let the devil lie to me and I didn't let hell convince me that I wasn't worthy I didn't let them come on we all know we're none worthy but I wasn't walking by my worthiness I was walking by his grace and his love for me every head bowed every eye closed for a moment no one looking around I want to ask you this morning can you look through those points in your mission? This can be preached in many different ways. I'm sure Bishop and, and other preachers could take just take the thought of this, this title and just uh, build around it, and, and it would be so good. But this is the way God gave it to me. So i got, I got to share it with you like God gave it to me. This morning, heads are bowed, eyes are closed just for a moment. I want to ask you this question. Can you attribute the very first point of this message, which means you have a new birth story through Christ Jesus. Can you say that's happened to you in your life? If you can't this morning, it can. Jesus is tenderly calling. You're here today not by accident, but because Jesus came by looking for you as he did for Zacchaeus, and he spoke to your heart. And he wants you to understand today that you don't have to leave the same way you've come. He, he, he spoke through the prophetic just, a few, just before the message and said, today it's time to make a decision. Don't wait. Don't wait. Preacher, you're just trying to get your numbers up. No, I'm not. There's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun, and this thing's about to wind up, and you ain't got time to let the world draw you away and keep you away from the truth that can set you free. Why are you so passionate? Why do you go on and on and on? Because I don't want you to wake up in hell and say, why didn't I listen to the preachers? Why didn't I listen to mama and daddy and grandmama and granddaddy, family members and friends that tried to tell me? It's not a myth, church. Hell is real. But even beyond the reality of hell is the greatest time you're ever going to experience. And that is through Christ Jesus and only through him becoming a child of God and having home eternal in heaven. I was talking with Brother Eric yesterday. We had a good conversation. I said, listen, I said, I said, man, the beauty of, of things that God has blessed us with, but none can compare to the beauty of heaven. I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither hath it entered into the heart of man. I'm not talking about the streets of gold. 
alone? Are the gates of pearl alone? Are the walls of jasper alone? Are all the many, many, many beauties of heaven that we can see with our eyes? I'm talking about the beauty of his glory that we'll experience for eternity. Amen. Of the glory of God. You don't want to miss that place where there'll be no dying, there'll be no sickness, there'll be no sadness, there'll be no struggles, there'll be, you won't be broke, amen, as a joke, hallelujah, for your needs will be supplied by his riches for all eternity, there'll be, no, come on somebody, there's a table that he's preparing right now, and he wants to put your name on one of them chairs and reserve that seat for you, amen, will you take him up on his invitation today? Say, I'll choose Jesus. And I'll begin living my life in the pattern of Christ. For this is the hallmark of a Christian. Will you do it today? I'm not going to prolong it, but if you don't know the Lord as Savior today, you're watching my social media, maybe you're here today, you need to come. The Lord is speaking to your heart. Don't play games with the devil. Don't let the lies of the enemy keep you from making the right decision. Will there be others that would come and say, Lord, I'm going to stand with you. I'm going to stand for you. Glory to God. Will there be others say, Preacher, I need a touch in my body. I've got other needs. I'm coming to the altar. We're going to pray for Ukraine in a few moments. we got some that are coming. Preacher, I'm not leaving this way the, the, the same way I've come. I want to be free. I want to be saved. I know i got a past, but I want to have new life in Jesus Christ. And I want to put my faith and trust in him. I'm coming by faith today. And I desire his grace. Will there be others? Others that would say, Preacher, I backslid on the Lord. You know, I've, I've become lukewarm, as the scripture said. I've, I've lost my shout. I've lost my zeal. I've lost my desire that I used to have. I'm coming now because I don't want to, I don't want the trumpet to sound and I, and I'm not ready. I, I want to be ready. Will you come? There are those that are coming for various needs right now. Will you come? Don't be ashamed of the Lord. Amen. Come. Don't let the enemy talk you out of Allowing the, the, the sons and daughters of God to stand with you and pray with you. Come on. Amen. The grace of Philip as he joined with the eunuch there and he shared the gospel with him and he baptized him. Thank God for Philip. Thank God for men and women of God that will pray with us, that will stand with us in the midst of it all. And allow God to do a work in us. Amen. Sing something. We're going to pray. I want everybody else that will, we're going to come and get ready to pray. If you can, stand across this altar way. We're going to join in prayer over what's happening in our world today for the intervening of God in these circumstances, hands upon people's lives. Oh, Koran, I see on there.